0: Now, I want to talk to you about calling this morning and stepping into destiny and being fruitful in the kingdom of God. And Like this story, God will place things in our path to see how serious we are this morning. God will place things uh, in our path this morning to see if we will do what it takes uh, uh, to move them, to get around whatever we have to do to pursue the will of God. So with that in mind, let's go to Psalms chapter 1. Psalm one, we we'll start verse one. It says, "Happy is the man who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path of the sinners, or join a group of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in, in season, whose leaves does not wither. Whatever he does, prospers. The wicked are not so, or, or wicked are not like this. Instead." They're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand or survive the judgment. And sinners will not be in the community of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous. But the ways of the wicked leads to runs. Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you this morning. God, breathe up on the word this morning. God, with open hearts, God, let us receive it. I pray, speak to every mind. God, pray, pull back. God, rip back the veneer. God, that many times hides the issues. God, I pray, deal with our hearts this morning. We make decisions for you, for destiny, for calling. God, your name be glorified this morning through your people. God, people say amen. Amen. i want to talk about the path of fruitfulness this morning. First, let's talk about choosing your path. Choosing your path. When I talk about a path, I'm talking about a direction in which your life is going. I'm talking about that which you have your life aimed at. What is important to you, what you're giving yourself to, what dominates your thinking, what fills your heart, what consumes your time, what pulls on your energy, your emotions, your money. Uh, So I'm not just talking about walking down the road, walking down a path, but what do you have your life aimed at this morning? What's important to you? What do you have to accomplish? Uh, What is that must in life? Our text talks about two paths. So happy is a man who does not follow the advice of the wicked, or takes the path of sinners or joins a group of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. God's talking about two different things. Matthew 7. Jesus calls these paths the narrow path uh, and the wide path. The narrow path belongs to the believer, and the wide path belongs to the sinner. So we're talking about choosing a path this morning, choosing a direction or you're gonna aim your life. Uh, And we all must choose this this morning. We see the believer's path is narrow in Matthew 7. Narrow meaning uh, single focus, eyes on Jesus, uh, whatever is pleasing to the kingdom of God. The sinner's path is wide. uh, Whatever this flesh desires, no restraints. uh, And we're seeing it today, the more of the evil, the vile uh, uh, and unclean, uh, it seems like the better to many people. So, Jesus said there's two paths. Uh, he highlights this. One is the believers, one is the unbeliever, uh, and they go two different directions. One thing is very clear in our text and in Matthew 7 uh, uh, you can't walk on both paths. You can't do both at the same time. Uh, they go totally different directions. The narrow path uh, is leading people to heaven and to everlasting life, the wide path is leading people to destruction and to eternal death. Uh, one path, our text, is filled with wickedness and mockers. Uh, the other path is filled with people who have a heart for the will of God uh, and want to serve God. So this morning, uh, uh, God's watching to see what path we're going to take. How I many of know God's not going to make us take a certain path? Uh, he's going to do everything he can to help us get on the right path. But let me ask you this morning, which path are you on? Or let me ask you this way, what fills your heart Uh what direction do you have your, uh, your life aimed? Uh, what's most important to you in life? Which path are you on this morning? See, if we're going to be on that narrow path, keep our heart and our minds on God, there's a couple of things we need to know here. Exodus chapter 1, this 1. When Israel was leaving Egypt, verse 36, it said, and the Lord had given the people favor in the side of the Egyptians, so they granted granted them and they, as they requested, requesting, and they plundered the Egyptians. Think about this for a moment. So Israel is entering in the will of God here. The, uh, God has judged Egypt, God has judged Pharaoh. Uh, they're entering into the will of God, and the Bible says as they enter into the will of God, again, the uh, Lord had given them favor in the side of the Egyptians. Anything they ask for, uh, the Egyptian says, take it. Gold, silver, garment, you read it. Anything they wanted, uh, it was given to them. Uh, God is blessing them as they make a decision. I'm going to choose the path uh, that God has for me. I'm going to walk out in the will of God. Uh, there's favor given to them, but for some reason, the Israelites, uh, these people just won a huge victory. Again, seeing Pharaoh and Egypt judged, uh, seeing all the plagues uh, They've seen all of this. Now, the favor of God, the blessing of God's on them as they choose this path, but again, for some reason, as they left, uh, Egypt, verse 38 says, they allowed a mixed multitude to go out of Egypt with them. Now, this mixed multitude, meaning people that did not believe as they believed, and worse, of all, people that embraced uh, all the Egyptian gods and the gods of the Amorites, the Hittite, all the surrounding They were there, so Israel's doing the will of God. They're on the right path, but for some reason, uh, as they're along, they've opened the doors for all these other people to come in. You can get on this path with us. How do these paths don't go together? Uh, You can't have two of these going in the same direction. Uh, They're totally opposite of each other, but for some reason, they allowed this mixed uh, group. The Bible calls them mongrels in another translation, these mixed mongrels, uh, to go with them. See, the problem with hanging around people that are different beliefs in you is they rub off on you. When you hang around people that believe uh, weird doctrines, twisted uh, things, or just sinners in general, uh, they rub off on you. I've people, I can handle it. No, you can't. I can take That's why when, uh, you know, I, every once in a while I come across people who watch bad things on TV, uh, I can handle it. I'm spiritual enough. No, you're not. Uh, because these things rub off on you. We see this in, in Exodus uh, chapter 12. Numbers 11 at a critical time. Tell them the same story here. Just in a different book. Numbers 11 at a critical time when they needed faith. When they needed to believe God's stand in righteousness. Uh, look what happened in verse 4. And a mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving, so the children of Israel. Also what again and said. Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlics. But now our whole body is dried up. There's nothing uh, uh, except this manna before our eyes. The Bible says the mixed multitude yielded to intense craving. And now the Israelites are complaining about God's provision. Think about this uh, they allowed all this stuff of corruption to get on the path with them, uh, and now it's rubbed up on them. And now God is not good enough. You know, when you get saved, how many us God brings you into a new family, with, or surrounded by new friends. Church is more than just a place to come and hear the word of God, but it's the surrounding. Amen. God brings you into His presence. Uh, God brings you into a belief uh, that everybody's uh, embracing, amen. You have friends that think like you, you have friends, uh, a family that you can uh, be a part of. So it's more than just coming and hearing the word of God, but church is a, gr- a great make-up. It's a great thing. God knows that. So when you get saved, God brings you into a family uh, and, and among friends that think alike, believe God alike, uh, and that's for our benefit. You know, the first thing... I did when I got saved, uh, uh, amen, all these years ago. The first thing I did is I began, I jumped in, man. The church became my family. The church became my friends. And the other thing I did is I began to, uh, not because people told me to, really, but I'm just like, I don't think like them guys anymore. People I used to run with, do drugs with, alcohol with, run around being more with. I'm not like that. And I just naturally, just, I just broke it off. I didn't want to be a part of that because... As a convert, I knew, uh, listen, these things don't go together. It's like water and oil. They just don't go together. They don't mix. Uh, uh, so God brought me into something very good. Uh, I had to make some decisions now. 2 Corinthians 17, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Second thing we have to do. As Israelites left Egypt, the new challenge was now uh, was to live an upright life. We can say an upright like Christian life and be a good testimony in the earth. So when Israel left Egypt, it wasn't just, hey, just go out and have fun somewhere. Just go out and make it. I hope you make it. No, it was God's intention for them to go into all the earth uh, and make a righteous testimony for God, uh, and begin to be a people that live for God, serve God and God alone, uh, not mixed with all the other cultures out there, but be a culture uh, that, amen, that would be a testimony for God, and eventually they would, uh, by their testimony, and by the favor of God, win these nations and people to Jesus, but that was God's intentions. And we see this, uh, so Israel... Their challenge now is to be an example, Deuteronomy 6, 5. You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk with them uh, when you sit down in your house, when you walk on the way. When you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign to your, to your, on your hands And on your foreheads, between your eyes, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gate. You know what God's saying to Israel? Listen, when you go out of Egypt, uh, when you establish a testament, there's things you're going to have to do. uh, And God began to show them, listen, when it comes to your household, uh, uh, make it a sanctuary. uh, uh, Preach it to your children. All your neighbors are going to know for sure, hey, that's a Christian house. That's, a, that's where people that love God live. Uh, God wants a testimony in neighborhoods and cities. Uh, and that was the goal here. That's still the goal. Ephesians 4.23. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind uh, that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So we're to be different. All that saying we've got to be different. Amen. We can't be just the old. Uh, amen. When they left Egypt, they're to leave Egypt behind. So they're on a new path, a godly path, a righteous path. Uh, and on that path, they're going to pursue the will of God. God's going to make himself real to them. Uh, as you read the Bible through, on that path, uh, God's going to do miracles after miracle and give them provision. All these good things are going to take place. Uh, it's still the thing that we contend for today. I don't look, secondly, blessed or cursed. Because this path shows us we can be either one. Our text does. One path is filled with blessing, the other is filled with cursing. He is like a tree planted beside streams of water that bears its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatsoever he does, uh, the, whatsoever he does, prospers. That's a good path to be on. That's a good uh, uh, vein to be in. But it says the wicked are not like this instead. Uh, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not survive the judgment, and sinners will not. Be in the community of the righteous. So God lays two things out before us here. Uh, amen. You can get on this path and be blessed, prosperous, uh, hand of God on your life. Or you can get on this path, uh, but it's going to be filled with cursing uh, and all kinds of other bad stuff. So I'm going to look at the blessed path first. Somebody help me out. Amen. Let's look at the blessed path first. How many want to be blessed? Amen. I don't know about you. i want the favor of God in my life. I pray for that daily. God, favor me, favor this congregation, favor us at work. Uh, Wherever we go, I pray for the favor. We need the favor of God. We need his help. Uh, God compares the blessed life. So let's look at some details here. Uh, Because if we say we want to be blessed, there's some details. God uh, compares the blessed life uh, to a tree planted by streams of water that prospers and bears fruit in its season. Now, remember that tree planted by streams of water. I've had Christians tell me before, Pastor, I'm living for God, but I don't feel blessed. And they begin to point out some areas of struggle. They point out maybe a past failure or something that they want that's not happening. Uh, how can, uh, Pastor, I'm on a, the path. I'm uh, I'm serving God. I'm living for Him, but I don't feel blessed at all. I've had people tell me that. I've felt that myself before. But truth is, it takes time for a tree to grow. I mean, you just don't plant it, boom, boom, you're getting fruit the next day. It takes time for a tree to grow. God said uh, he's given us a picture of a blessed Christian life. Uh, I mean, when I got saved, I came into the church, yeah, things begin to happen, but it was after I was planted for some time uh, and I had some roots and things begin to take place, I begin to see that fruit and the blessing of God. So a tree takes time to grow. Before a tree bears fruit, it grows roots. So roots have to come before fruit. Another truth here, just because you're having storms, that doesn't mean that you're not blessed. How I many of those storms are good for a tree? Amen. Amen. Storms cause the roots to go down deeper and to get stronger. Roots also supply the tree with nutrients, uh, vitamins, proteins, minerals, essential to, to the fruitfulness uh so, just because you're not, you're, or you're going through some storms, it doesn't mean uh, that you're not blessed. In reality, these storms are strengthening the roots of your life uh, for fruit or for future blessing and prosperity and fruitfulness. Uh, so, storms are good for us sometimes. Amen. When you get in the storm, uh, things uh, uh, kind of sort themselves out. You figure out what's important, what I want to do, what I need to do, what uh, doesn't make any sense, what I don't need. Uh, a lot of that's sorted out in the storm. Your roots, you're getting stronger. Your, your tree's going to be more prepared for this blessed life. There's another truth here we see. I kind of want to home in on this one. A tree has to be planted before it becomes fruitful. This is day the Christians just float everywhere. We'll go to this church, and we'll go to that church. We just float around. Uh, and the problem with that is you can't get fruitful like God wants you to get. You can't. Bear the fruit that God wants you to bear. I know good Christian men and women that know how to pray, serve, give. They sacrifice, uh, but they're not fruitful. And the reason they're not fruitful, uh, they're because they're not planted. Uh, amen. So we're talking about not just being a Christian now. We're talking about being somebody that's fruitful in the kingdom of God, being that tree uh, that's bearing fruit, amen, that can uh, tell a story down the road. Let me explain. I've had people here until something better comes along, or until something more pleasing to the flesh comes along a job, career, relationship. Pastor, I'm here. But then they get something in their ear. You know, you've seen it. This would be in a military town, really prevalent. Uh, uh, Get the will of God's moving in your life, God's working through your life, God's doing something. Uh, all of a sudden, man, something get. hey, I can make more money over there. I can So you're going to have to make some decisions, right? I tell them this. Month, I tell them that I told people that if you like it here, God's moving, plant yourself here. Amen. Get yourself that next step. Amen. Not just being a Christian, uh, but now where your life can be fruitful, your life can be rooted in somewhere. God can actually use you and move through you. Uh, and what comes off your life can be. A blessing to the kingdom of God. One of the problems I've seen through the years, especially in a military town, men and women get to a place where God can now develop them and, and to lead a ministry or uh, to get something, a destiny begin to be developed through their life, uh, and again, uh, they get something in their ear. The Bible says here, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that bear its fruit in season. I know God wants all of us to be fruitful, but there's dynamics. If we're going to be fruitful, that tree, uh, if we have a blessed life uh, and we're going to see the grace of God move through, uh, we have to be planted. Amen. We have to allow things to develop them roots to get deep, uh, that nourishment to come up. Amen. And, and make the tree healthy where our life now can bear fruit, uh, uh, where other people can come in and, and and be have life from our from our life. You know, fruitfulness is where blessing is. People say, well, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, as they're floating around from church. Listen, I, I, I get it. But we're talking about fruitfulness here. And fruitfulness is where real blessing is. Fruitfulness is not only about what's happening in you, but how Uh, But now, because of your fruitfulness, your life is impacting many others. Like a fruit tree, your life is now supplying food, strength, and nourishment to others. Uh, So we're talking about fruitfulness. We're not talking about just what God's doing in your life. We're talking about how your life is touching others now. Uh, The supply of your life, amen, how it's ministering to others, making others strong. Uh, That's nourishment for other people. Other people can come in and get saved and rooted in and blessed because of your life give you a couple examples, Dion and Tay, these marriage classes. How I many of we were all blessed. We're all strengthened, uh, and the reason is because they're planted. They're planted, uh, amen, and God's, they've got strong roots, and out of that, amen, the fruitfulness of their life, uh, we've all enjoyed it. Amen, the, the, you know, uh, you went to these marriage series in, in other areas, uh, Wayne and Diane, our children's church leaders, uh, they're learned, Our children are learning about Jesus. They're going to grow up with a God, biblical foundation, because Wayne and Diane is planted and uh, fruit now. Because of their life, there's a the fruit from their life. Uh, our kids can, if we can visualize, our kids can just pick off the tree and eat. Amen. All that God has done in their life now becomes fruit uh, for our children. Uh, and our children are going to grow up. I've seen it through the years. Uh, in Colleen, uh, where uh, Wayne and Diane were. Uh, and children's church leaders there, there's children today that are, that are young men and women that are married today. They still talk about them times because that's the fruit they've ate now. Uh, so we're not, when we talk about fruitfulness, we're not talking about just you, Pastor Brooks and Carla. We're all blessed because of them. Their ministry is producing fruit that helps us. I've had a lot of people come to me and say, man, they've really been a blessing uh, here as preach in their ministry Uh so we're not talking about just uh, what God's doing in your life. We're talking about how God's using your life now to touch other people. That's what fruitfulness is. And that's what God's looking for. He's not looking just for uh, us to be able to blow our own horn uh, in a sense, look what I'm doing for God, look what God's doing. No, God's saying, what, what, how's your life touching people? What is your life supplying? Uh, is there fruit hanging from the limbs of your life where other people can get food and strength and nourishment to from that. So let me ask you are you planted? Do you have roots? Are you planted? Do you have roots? Because that's what, that's been the first steps. If you're going to pursue a calling, if you're going to be able to finish a destiny here, you're going to have to have these things working in your life. You know, if you're concerned about fruitfulness, where the real blessing lies, planted and rooted is an issue. Now, if you're just concerned about just being saved, and okay, that's another issue. But if you're concerned about being fruitful, pursuing destiny, doing the will of God, this is critical. You know, the other path in our text uh, called it the path of the wicked. It's like, it said it's a life of chaff blowing in the wind that doesn't survive any judgments. You know, chaff is the unedible part of the seed. Uh, it's the outside. It's actually indigestible to humans. If you get in, you're going <laughs> to, it's going to make you sick. They actually use the chaff to uh, uh, put water and fill up holes like uh, like a moach on the ground. Or, or they will use it, take it outside in the fields and burn it uh, because it's unusable. And Jesus said people that are on that path spiritually uh, don't have enough in them uh, And I've seen that good Christian, good believers, they're like chaff blowing around. Anytime something bad happens, uh, like they can't survive anything, any kind of hit, any kind of storm. uh, They're up in the air. They're going here. They're going. They're doing this and that. Listen, God doesn't want us like that. Don't let your life, your ministry be a ministry of chaff, something unable to sustain anything. Listen, if you're going to be fruitful in life, uh, it's going to have to be more than chaff. You're going to have to have some roots. You're going to have to be planted. You're going to have to uh, be in a place where God can use you, amen, and use the fruit that your life will bear. Look at God's involvement here last. Our text says, For our Lord watches over the ways or the path of the righteous. God's involved in this. When we make a decision, I'm going to get on this path, and I'm going to make the. the I'm gonna get some roots here. I'm going to plant, I'm going to get some roots, and I'm going to begin to uh, allow God to use my life in a way where I can be fruitful for others. It says that God watches over the ways of the righteous. So when people make that decision, uh, God said we, we catch God's attention. It's like God's busy doing this and that, but whenever somebody, I'm going to plant, I'm going to do it right, I'm going to, it's like, whoa, God, God, God watches that person. It's like capturing somebody's attention here. Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his ways. Though he falls, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. In other words, God said, when you're on that path, it doesn't mean you're never going to have a rough day. But I've got you. I can have a rough day if God's got me. I don't want to have a rough day with God not having me. So God's involvement is the is the, the icing on the cake here. Basically, if you just do this thing right, uh, if you live for God right, uh, plant, get rooted in, allow God to you, move through your life where your life becomes fruitful now, where there can be fruit hanging off your life that can supply. You can get in a ministry that will supply strength and blessing for other people. God says, I'm going to watch over that. You know, as we plant and position ourselves for fruitfulness, we can say with all confidence, God is with me and watching over me." That's always been my, my security through the years. As me and my wife have answered the call that took us different places, our, our security was always God's got me. Not matter what nation was in, what city was in, uh, if we knew it was in the will of God doing this the way, God wanted us to we knew. God's watching over us. See, fruitfulness is the is the result of a right heart this morning. Mark 4, I preached on this a couple weeks ago, but these are the ones sowing on good ground. Uh, those who hear the word, accept it, bear fruit. Some 34, 60, and 100. god got fruit for the people that will establish himself, root in, uh, and begin to allow God to move. God said, I'm going to make them fruitful. Well, again, there's a lot of people come to church, but we're talking about fruit this morning. If you want God's involvement in your life, listen, order your life for fruitfulness. If you want God's involvement in your life, order it for fruitfulness. Because when you're concerned about fruitfulness, again, you, got, you draw God's attention. I'll give you one more example here. Acts 16. Paul, the Bible says, traveling through Asia. He's trying to get the mind of God. As you read that. They're traveling Uh, You know, down the river, and he's praying. God spoke to me, where to go. And the Bible said the Spirit of God is hindering them, or or telling them, "Don't go here, don't go there." And Paul's frustrated because he wants to be in the will of God, but he wants to do something for God at the same time. uh, And he's ordered his life for fruitfulness. God, I don't want to just spin my wheels. Uh, I don't want to just go here and there, but I want the mind of God. Uh, And the Bible says, as as he's doing that, in verse nine, said a vision appeared to Paul. In the night, a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, "Come over to us and help us." Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately he sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, again, Paul has ordered his life for fruitfulness. He's not just blown around, uh, but he's ordered his life for fruitfulness. He's praying. Uh, now, I kind of want to give you what happened from that. From this one vision where God spoke to him, uh, I want you to see the fruit of his life. The first place they go is Philippi. We know the the story that Philippi, Philippian Jeller gets saved uh, as Paul is preaching uh, the thorn in jail. Uh, but the story that we don't know after this flipping uh, uh, jeller gets saved, uh, a church is established. And not only is the church established, it becomes a powerful church. Uh, Read Philippians. Uh, it's a wonderful work of God that's established. Uh, this Polish fruit, his, his destiny is calling. Uh, fruitfulness is uh, being produced out of his life. Uh, so he's in a storm, yes, but, but listen, there's fruit everywhere now in Philippia, in Philippians or Philippi. Next place, Thessalonica. Thessalonica is the fastest growing church uh, in the Bible. They said Paul was there for 18 days. Now think about this. 18 days, Paul. Uh, is there he's witnessing this is from the call uh, the macedonian man uh he's witnessing to key people uh, as they leave there he leads some key disciples in place uh that simply rooted and planted themselves become fruitful uh and you read first Thess- and this first and second thessalonians you're like wow it's a powerful work but we're talking about fruitfulness here's a man uh that was planted in god uh and now the fruit of his life is touching cities and people and nations uh That's what God has for us. Talk about Athens after that, where Paul preached the famous sermon, The Unknown God. That was in Athens. Uh, As Paul goes in there, uh, I mean, we're talking about fruit now from a life that just simply says, I'm surrendered to God, I'm going to do this thing right. Uh, And now his life is touching all these nations and people. We talk about Corinth, a, a very powerful church. We talking about Ephesus, Ephesians, uh, becomes the mother church of all of them. Uh, uh, but this all came from that vision. Where Paul is simply trying to get the mind of God, God speaks to him. Uh, and Ephesus uh, becomes, the, again, the mother church. But we're talking about your life making an impact now. We're not just talking about coming and hearing the word of God. Uh, we're not just talking about you getting something out of a service you or God just speaking to you, but we're talking about your life making a difference now. Fruitfulness is your life making a difference in other people's life. Uh, it's not just saying, hey, God's moving through me. Uh, I can do this or that, but it's what your life is accomplishing now. It's what your life is supplying uh, because God's concerned about his church. Uh, God's concerned about people and nations of the world Uh and listen, that tree has to be planted uh, uh, where can where the roots can get deep, where that in, that nutrient can come through that tree, and and from your life, amen. From this church, uh, many other places are supplied. That's fruitfulness, and that's what God's interested in this morning. He's not interested in just uh, us getting our ears tingled this morning, or somebody say hey, that's a good sermon, that's a good job. Not interested in that. We're interested uh, in fruit. Uh, Jesus said fruit that remains or fruit that's touching other people, other nations, uh, and their life can get rooted uh, and they can become fruitful. Let me ask you, are you being fruitful this morning? The better question might be, are you planted? Have you positioned yourself for fruitfulness? Because anybody can just coming to hear the word of God. We're talking way beyond that right now. And many times it takes them years to develop. That's why we disciple people in our fellowship. We don't just send them off to school. We don't, they get lost out in school. We don't know what they're being taught. What they're, you know, we don't, but we know here they can be disciple The Word of God, we can watch them grow. We can watch things develop in their life. We can give them a ministry, see how they're doing that, and just see God's use, see the fruit of their life minister. And then at that, at some point, uh, they get to call, hey, Cities opened up, nations opened up. Would you want to go? Choosing your path. Our text gives us two paths, and you're going to have to choose it. I I ain't saying it's always easy to be on the good path, but it's always the right path. I can look back from years now and been on this path of calling the ministry and just rooting in, being a a a fellowship man. uh, it's not always easy, but listen, I see the fruit now. When I look back some cities and nations, me and my wife has been, my family's been, uh, Shelly's been, uh, Luke has been, uh, I, there's fruit. It's not just, hey, i got to go to another nation. No, there's fruit there. There's people who are saved. Uh, other pastors, other men have raised up. Women have raised up. There's fruit there. That's what's important. Listen, have you positioned yourself for fruitfulness? Does planted and rooted in mean anything to you? Is that your priority? If not, you'd be that chaff. Whew, strong wind come along. What a horrible life. You're blowing here, blowing there. That's A lot of people in ministry, that's, that's their life. They're blowing around. The Bible says they won't survive judgment at all. Every time something bad happens, whew, I don't like that passion. I don't like the people. Anyway, you're gone. Come on. But you're rooted in, it's going to take a little bit more than just uh, an offensive word. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit more than just, uh, uh, you know, getting your toes stepped on. I'm rooted. You have, to, you have to take a chainsaw get me out of here. It's a difference, isn't it? Rooted people bear fruit. Think about that. Let me close here. The path, have you chosen your path? Listen, you can have a blessed life to a cursed life, and you can have God's involvement in your life. It's totally up to you. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Every head bowed, every eye closed. This sermon was for those who want more this morning. More than just being saved and just being saved, going to heaven. I don't mean to make that little. Being saved is big. Being saved, get to go to heaven, spend eternity. I mean, what what a wonderful life that is. But listen, I'm talking about more than being saved right now. I'm talking about being fruitful. I'm talking about your life touching other people, being a strength where other people can come and say, "Man, because of them." Not to give us glory, but just the statement, because of their fruit, because of their life, man, man, I'm solid today. Because what they said to me, what they, how they ministered to me, what they did, and that's what Jesus is talking about.